everyone has a secret nightmare about the ugliest way to die. Whatever yours may be, now it lives. What are you yelling about? People. Little people. If you take them in, you'll be taken in. Because there is no way to survive the devil times five. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hey, hey. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics and sci-fi and horror with a comedic twist. This week, we'll be discussing the the deep classic, uh, Devil Times Five, starring Leif Garrett and Boss Hogg. It's an all-star cast. Good Lord. It is wild freaking times. That's all I got to say is wild times. And I can't believe I'd never heard of this movie at all. I had never heard of it either. I'd never heard. Literally, as people know, I send out every week on Twitter, I'll say, hey, Give us some movie suggestions. And people were talking about this movie. They're like, you got to check this out. Quentin Tarantino loves it. Like, it's one of his favorites. Um, and it's cra- And the other thing about it is it's actually Devil Times 5 is only one of the titles it goes by. Did you catch this? Well, yeah, because for some reason, Tubi, whenever I go try to put in any of our movies in Tubi, Tubi gives me the Spanish version with a different title every every freaking time. Like in Spanish, this was like the scary house on the hill or some the, the, like the horrible house on the hill. The yes. horrible house on the hill. And I'm like, wait, second audio program. No. So I eventually just had to give up because Tubi would not offer me an English version of this. I had to go watch this somewhere else. Yeah, I watched it on, I think it was Shudder, Shudder through Amazon Prime. And it was literally, if you type in uh, The Devil Times Five, but then when you start watching it, the title is The Horrible House on the Hill or something like that. And if in my research, the original title was called People Toys. That's very specific. It's very specific. That's kind of giving the whole thing away. Okay, go ahead and give us your 30-second synopsis of The Devil Times Five. So there's a van cruising through Lake Arrowhead. Whoop, whoop. Yep. And uh, full of foster kids? Are we supposed to be frightened of foster kids? Anyway, the van crashes. The kids kind of peace out and start walking through Lake Arrowhead. They're like, it has 11 feet of snow. I don't even think it snowed there last year. So that's climate change for you. Uh, They just roll up on houses and, you know, kill whoever's messing with you uh, for fun. And then when they get bored, they move on. There's really there's really no preamble to this. It's like if you knew nothing about this movie, you would think. Oh, some kids survived a, a, a car accident and they're just playing in the snow and they meet a house and then suddenly murder and mayhem. You're like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? They just killed some dude. I think the lesson here is if you meet kids in foster care, you're supposed to just kill them. Is <laughs> okay. that the message? <laughs> These, the, first of all, they're not foster kids. After they murdered the dude. Okay, we got to just do it. There's, we already established none of us had ever seen or heard anything about this movie. 
But let's just, we just got to jump right in. I think it's a wrong message. I'm not sure that we should be putting that out to society. Don't kill foster children. No. Even though you think they may kill you. These are not foster children. After they murder the first dude, they zoomed in and he had a name tag that said it was like orphanage of the criminally insane or something like along those lines. Where it's like psycho school or something. I don't remember what it said. I'm paraphrasing. The orphanage. So it's foster foster care for the poor little wackadoos. Well, it, literally, from what I can piece together, essentially, this was a van that was packed full of, you know, preteen psychopaths, right? And there was the guy driving the van and a nun. There was a nun. Because later we see the nun's corpse sitting there. Sorry, sister, or something along those lines. And they spin out of control because it's it's a snowy thing. And I had to say, it, I guess they didn't have chains on the tires. Was that what the dangers of not having chains? But well, it's only eleven feet of snow. Would you really need chains for eleven feet of snow? <laughs> it, it it was like Antarctica, <laughs> but it seemed like look. I know the rule is if you start to skid, you're supposed to turn into the skid. My question is, are you also supposed to hit the gas? Are you supposed to gun it? Well, you mean turn into it. So if you're going uh, off a cliff, you kind of just lean into the cliff and then you accelerate. Is that how? That's what seemed to happen. Because he went off the road and it was like he accelerated. And I'm like, what? Is there a rocket engine to this thing? Why are they flying that far? I don't think that's AAA approved. (laughs) I would say not. (laughs) But okay, so five kids, although five kids climb out, of the of the van that's now like kind of gone uh, ass over tea kettle essentially, um, but one of them was dressed like a nun. There was there was the dead nun, and there was also the kid who was dressed as a nun. One thing I read said it was four children, and they just had a nun with them. So I don't know what the story is. Do you have any insight? No, because clearly the nun who was hanging with the kids was about their age. So that doesn't make any sense. I assume this was just her strange predilection. You know, before there was furries, there were young girls who I guess wanted there were to- There were not. <laughs> I'm not sure that's anybody's kink, to be honest with you, but I'm not, I'm not one to judge. There's um, people who want to be a nun or a priest at Halloween. So maybe she just wanted to be a nun, but she just decided serial killer businesses well, wait a minute. to do that. A, a, a sexy nun? Is that what we're going for? A sexy priest? I'm not think sure. there was anything sexy about our little nun here. No, but you said they go... <laughs> no, I wasn't I mean, saying I... that. <laughs> Good Lord. I, you were saying that people what like to dress saying, up. Sir? People do not dress up as nuns for Halloween, typically. Right? I will tell you, every time I've gone to a party, anytime in my entire life, and people had come as nuns and priests, they were never sexy nuns and priests. I mean, I know those costumes out there, and I know people do that, but for some reason. My my friends always thought it would be much funnier for you to like seriously pull it off. I see. Okay, so they're dressed my up friends, like Richard Chamberlain yeah. and the Thornbirds is what you're going it was, for. Maybe that's it. It's a sexy. It, Another that's sexy kind of priest. Sexy. There you go. 
<laughs> my my friends were were more less dressed like a whore, and let, let's go ahead and just put a knife in our head and just have sauce coming down. Interesting. Okay, got it. So there are five kids, and I I don't think like maybe the nun might have been around thirteen, but they all seemed under thirteen, wouldn't you think? Yeah, they seem like young kids, and 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 they all seem sweet as can be. They they seem like genuine, just like you know. They're all good little actors, you know? When they weren't committing homicide, they seemed like pretty sweet kids. Right. Honestly, it was a bizarro. They'd be playing in the snow one, you know, one moment. Next, murder. Murder. Well, for sure the murder ramped up once they, they announced that they were going to take them uh, back to the city, you know, because they thought they were lost. Well, that's, yeah, okay. when, that's when the kids put their put the hammer down, really. R- okay, so they are running through the snow overnight. Um, and there is a guy who survived the crash who climbs out and is following them, going, I, I gotta get them back. I can't let them I can't unleash these kids onto the populace of Lake Arrowhead. No well, can maybe do. You, should have, you know, when you transport prisoners, even in Con Air, that there was some kind of a chain involved. And why are you transporting them? I mean, come on, come on, kids. That th- these are all excellent questions because you're you're absolutely right. These kids just when after they crashed, it wasn't like they they broke the chains. You know, the the straps that were keeping them in their no. seats or anything, those straight jackets. Hell no. They just climbed right over the seat and they were they were free as a bird. And if they're so so bloodthirsty, why wouldn't they just gone up behind you and put an ice pick through your head and give you a little knock knock? Oh, maybe Absol- they did. I don't know. Maybe that's what called the caused the crash. I mean, who's I to know. say? Wasn't atmospheric. Could be. Um Oh God. So we got the crazy kids. Now let's we gotta talk about the people who actually are visiting the house, the horrible house on the hill. Um, what is it? It's like there's a I guess they're a married couple and her it's dad. Like, go ahead. Yeah, it's like two couples. Uh three three couples. Well, it's two couples and like the dad, right? Well, the dad, the dad. is there with his with his new wife. Right, but are the two couples? One is clearly like the son-in-law. Yes, and son-in-law and the daughter. Both, are they both son-in-laws, or is it a son-in-law and just an employee? And it, yes, yes. So there's the the father, Papa Doc. Why is he called Papa Doc? I have no Duvalier? idea. I, yeah. uh, From I mean, Haiti. I mean, he didn't seem very Haitian. So does that uh, no. make who's Baby Doc? That's what I want. That's. Know. I mean. Why would they call him Papa Doc? Because clearly Papa Doc Duvalier would have been around during this, you know. Why not call him Idi Amin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not at that stage of the game? He so he's we there. We know our bloodthirsty dictators. We do. There are many. Um, so he's there with his with his youngish wife, his newish youngish wife. He's got his daughter and her husband with a crazy 70s mustache. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's the employee with his drunken wife. Right? Those yeah. are the those are the people. <laughs> those are the people who are there ostensibly for business reasons, which are kind of ill-defined. But the daughter and the son-in-law are also there to go sledding in the snow on inner tubes. 
what so you have here are two couples and like the the husband's boss and both of the husbands are kind of wimpy with pushy yes. wives uh the other the one that's not a relative she drinks because he is so fucking weak i would be drinking too well, because he, he'd be in there brushing his teeth and kind of talking about, and this is what I'll say to my boss. I should get the promotion, boss, or what, what, whatever his, his thing was. I'm the one who should get that job. But he would never say that to his actual boss. So it drove his right. wife to so, drunkenness. So his wife is sitting in here. Uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to have to have another drink. He's in there talking to himself in the bathroom again. Another bottle of whiskey. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. And because he's so wimpy, besides her being drunk all the time she's refusing to have any kind of sex with him that's right he tries to throw a little something at her and she's like ah pass she's hard pass cold chill just runs down her (laughs) spine with every one of his touches (laughs) we didn't and we didn't talk about how there's some kind of imbecile manservant who lives on the property who's basically lenny from of mice and men Come on. I done a bad thing, George. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so, literally God. So he's the caretaker of the of the mountain vacation place. Who but he lives there 24/7 and he takes care of rabbits, which would have frozen solid out in the snow, but I'm not sure how this works. Like I'm not <laughs> Not an animal person. Who's to say? I mean, let's be, let's clarify. This is Lake Arrowhead. All you in Southern California, you know what we're talking about. Everybody else in the world has no freaking idea. It's not like we're, you know, uh, in the French Alps. This is like right above San Berdue. This isn't, this is the Yukon Territories. This is not the Yukon Territory, but, uh, it, it makes me laugh. Here's the part of the backstory, kids. Is our we used to go to Lake Arrowhead every summer. Our parents had a house up there, so every summer we'd be hanging out at the Lake Arrowhead Village. Oh yeah, Abs- absolutely. All they needed was to do a couple shots in Santa's Village for the the trifecta. They needed well, and that's the other thing that's crazy about this movie. There are, like we said, there are five kids who. Again, look like elementary school students who are the killers in this. They and where are they taking them? Because there's nothing on top of the mountain. Are they taking them skiing in Big Bear? I mean, there's no place up there. People drive up there to live in the mountains, but be able to commute an hour down to San Bernardino. Uh, and there's Big Bear Ski Resort. Where were they transporting the baby psychopaths? Who's to say? But so they were just going to leave them, or was a ski weekend? What's happening? It was going to be like uh, the three hundred, where you just leave the children out in the snowy woods, and if they come not back, even from the, not, not even a breadcrumb, not even a breadcrumb, Hansel and Gretel. Um, so there, so there are kids in this movie, okay? M- not even teenagers in this movie, and there's also nudity, nudity and bizarre sexual situations where uh, lovely. The uh, Papa Doc's youngish wife, I call her youngish because she's not 20. She's clearly, she's clearly an, like, you know, what do you say, 45 maybe? Yeah. Still too young for Papa Doc, perhaps. But th- where she's like actively trying to seduce Lenny. Lenny, the, again, the imbecile 
who lives on the mountain, who takes care of their property. She's the queen sociopath. Well, maybe, maybe this was like the queen bee and she had her pheromones out. So the little baby drone psychopaths would be drawn to her. Yeah, she was a creeper. She was, she was a creep. literally have sex with everyone. She didn't throw it to Boss Hog, though. I'm sad to say he didn't. Get, he didn't get any love that that uh, that uh, vacation. But Lenny, Lenny, the good thing for I mean Lenny, she literally had him take his pants off. He was half naked, which led to a bizarre cat fight scene when uh, the daughter, whose name escapes me, walked in and saw her trying to put the move on Lenny. I don't think it's the character's name is Lenny, but who's to say? We're just so, going to call him Lenny, but a little known fact, I know this is all fun and games in the 70s, uh, but I think this is like a crime now. <laughs> Absolutely. He is not able to con- to consent to this kind of oh, behavior. It's super creepy. And then she just laugh. <laughs> yes. Oh, creepy laugh. So then uh, Papa Doc's daughter walks in and sees what's going down. So they immediately start fighting for 15 minutes. Uh, Except it's a, a fight like men imagine women might fight. Where there's like, oh, at any minute, they're just going to start making out. Where they're just going to beat each other with their boobs or something. Well, her boobs men, did pop out at this point. Of so. course. Because this is, a, this is not a movie for the ladies. <laughs> It's a movie by men for men. Sounds good. So about this time. When men wrestle, their penises never just accidentally like pop out. That's all I'm saying. What was that? Call me by my name or something like that? Isn't there a lot of that in that movie? I don't know. The, the best part of, of call me by your name is our parents review, which was there's just so much semen in that movie. <laughs> they should put that on the poster. Anyway, that's, that's, that's how they should advertise it. Good Lord. So the kids, <laughs> the, the escaped psycho children basically go to the house and are down in the cellar. And the, I, what is he? The doctor who was chasing them like through the snow, they set upon him and attack him with like sledgehammers and pitchforks and chains and this I is the first time. I could not even see what was happening. It was so kind of dark and stroby. I was like squinting. I'm like, do I need more powerful glasses? It was very hard to really see what was going on, at least in this murder. Yeah, well, and it was crazy slow-mo uh, where it's like, uh, and it goes on and on. It's almost like the movie is was a, was a 60 minute movie. And they're like, we need to put some slow-mo in this. Stretch it Get out, baby. The Give the five-year-old the hammer. Have him hit him again. But the the best part is the person they're killing never passes out until they're actually uh, dead. So every uh, time a child hits him with a hammer, oh, and then they, again, and again, oh, oh, you think they're dead. Now, now they hit him with the hand. Oh, my hand, right. It's it's a long scene. And, and again, fair audience, at this point, we have no reason to believe these are anything but lovable children. So it just suddenly it's just murder. You're like, whoa, what's happening? No explanation. Here's this caretaker or doctor or somebody who was on the van with them. And they ah! just, <laughs> it was, it was 20 minutes of, ah, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> How about now? Ah! <laughs> I'm only bad 
badly burned. Um, and there's a scene where little Leif Garrett, it's like his wig keeps falling off. Did you notice that in the slow-mo? I'm like, why? No. Yes. That was his hair. He wasn't wearing a wig. He was wearing a wig and taking it off and putting it back on multiple times. Shut yes. I'm not kidding. It looked, it looked like perfect Leif Garrett hair. It well, sometimes it was perfect Leif Garrett hair. And we're going to talk about this. They had to do a lot of reshoots and he got in his haircut between now and then. But evidently they're like, rather than have him wear a crazy wig that looks like crap, we're going to have him wear a crazy wig that looks like crap and then make it clear, yes, I'm also wearing a wig. Oh, I'm taking geez. off I'm taking off the wig from time to time just to make it clear, yes, I know this looks like crap. Good times. I need oh, to. Sweet so they're Jesus. breaking the fourth wall or is it the fifth wall? Uh, do I need to watch this again is what you're saying. We need, we <laughs> That's need a question. to pull that scene out. We need to pull that scene out and put it on our page. These are important questions. You got to get this. You got to figure this out. But you think that they just, so they murdered the guy because they're like, we're not going back with him. Right. We're not going back with the scary doctor. So we murdered him. But you think they decide to kill the people in the house because they make some comment like, oh, we're going to take you to town. We're going to get you the, to the authorities or we're going to, you know, you it's, think that's what. That's what I think that's what really got things rolling. Because when they first arrived, why didn't they just off them? They didn't off them right away. I mean, the one chick with the the wimpy husband, she she pitches him out. And, you know, these are like little mommies to the kiddos. They were going to, I mean, they seem to be getting along. Well, the, the issue is, again, these are kids that are probably like four feet tall. Right. 70 pounds. So it's like if if five little kids attack six grown-ups, the kids don't I don't care how crazy these kids are, they're not gonna stand a chance. So it's a lot of, you know, we get you, you know, one at a time, pull you aside. Although there's the scene when uh they murder Lenny with some right. kind of Rube Goldberg like <laughs> that caused a toilet plunger to shoot across the room which knocked a bowling ball down and it circled the house three times i think that was just to catch whoever well whoever was gonna go mess with the generator which made no sense hey it's getting cold turn the generator on every light in the house is on yes what do you mean the generator's not running it's dark outside every light is on they yes oh. they they do they do that talk about that the, the generator they basically said the generator only controls the heat evidently oh it's cold I, I think it controls the electricity let's yeah. let's be honest but you're right so they set the trap and I guess because there's the moment when Lenny is doing the dishes and the little crazy nun comes in and they kind of have a bonding moment. Yes, I think. which is why it was so weird that he got killed, in me, like the first one. Yeah, next. Well, and I, I, the little crazy soldier boy came in and made some comment, which I guess was the signal, hey, we've set up the death trap in, in the cellar. Because she, the nun kind of screams, no, and drops something, but then doesn't like say, Lenny, maybe somebody else should go fix the generator. Did you notice that bizarre scene? I saw that, but I didn't catch his comment. Maybe that's what happened. Well, he didn't say anything like, hey, 
mission accomplished or you know she knew what the signal was for sure right she reacted to the signal but then it's like whatever lenny goes down there five seconds later to fix the generator and i had to watch this scene twice because it was hard for me to see what the hell was happening they had put like a a, like a wire like a loop of a wire next to the generator like a rabbit trap like a rabbit trap so when he leans forward to fix the generator, he puts his head through the loop. So then he turns on the generator and the thing starts turning and that pulls the wire, goes around his neck and yanks him up dead. And how do they learn all this? They, they were taught this at the, the orphanage for the peculiar children. <laughs> yes. What was that? What was that name of that? Miss movie? Peregrine School for Peculiar Children, I believe well, is the one you're talking about. Pretty, I think this might have been those kids. They're pretty peculiar. Well, clearly, at the school for the criminally insane, they teach them all the, the skills that they will need Geraldine, to murder. Electricity. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Ridic- Small explosives, they, whatever is in the anarchist cookbook. Whatever they need to do, basically. So he gets killed that way. I'm trying to think how else the other people die. I know Lovely gets killed because, again, the four foot tall, 60 pound nun holds her head in the water of with her bubble hand. bath with one, one hand. hand, strong as an ox, evidently. And then the little crazy girl takes a bucket full of piranha. Piranha. Yes. Old Papa Doc said, oh, I keep, I have a big old fish tank full of piranha up here in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're native, native to the Lake Arrowhead region. So takes a bucket full of piranha and dumps them into the hot bubble bath. Okay. Where it proceeds to launch itself right into Lovely's vagina and eat <laughs> I didn't eat see that. that part. I didn't see it was that all part. Crotchal region. I mean, please, you could just swing your legs over and, and pop this little four-year-old who's trying to drown you. It's it's ridiculous. And little known fact, piranha cannot survive in a hot bubble bath. Little known fact. From the tropics. <laughs> Do they normally have bubble bath like Mr. Bubble? In the Amazon River. in the tubble. Get your squeaky clean. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's how she bites the dust. I'm trying to, there's a lot of scenes where uh, they figure, like the adults figure out that the kids have now turned psychopathic. I'm going right. to get you damn kids. And then they're dead five seconds later. Yeah. Bad that's move. Bad move. What you got? Jump in. Well, I think what's ridiculous is they were going to feed the goldfish to the piranha when they were in the tank. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. And then instead, you know, just shoved one up at the ladies of a JJ. Did not happen that way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. If you're concerned about watching this movie, there <laughs> these with things your to children. Do- Are you saying it's okay to watch this with your children? <laughs> The piranha were between her legs. They were not eating her arms. They were, but they saw. We saw the like blood on the legs. I didn't see any blood any anywhere else or her wherever. Where there was none of that going on. You, I don't know. You, you weirdo. So long, you immediately avert your eyes. I, I avert my I eyes. What? Uh, uh. What? <laughs> so what? What else you got? Hit me. 
Oh no, that's that's all good stuff. Uh, I, I I literally put down piranha. So there'd be no no mistake. We learned how to say piran piran. I can't even say it the other way anymore. Well, that's what I wonder. Piranha. Now, I mean, it, were these rare piranha so rare in the seventies that that's how people thought you were supposed to pronounce it? Back in the 70s, but by piranha the 80s, we all knew the proper pronunciation. Piranha is the proper pronunciation. I'm is sorry. It? Yes, it absolutely is. Because piranha. Is, maybe it's with a, a Spanish twangus. Do we know <laughs> we're saying it correctly? I don't know if you know this, but we say Paris. Paris? Paris. Don't say Paris. What do they say? They say Paris. They say Paris. It's a Paris. Huh. That's right. And in Germany, they wait, don't wait, say wait. Germany. They don't? What, do they, what do they say? Uh, okay. They say Germany. They don't say Germany. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, Look, I'm not a Deutschland. linguist. Deutschland. Deutschland. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Um, any last thoughts? Okay. I have to talk about this. Any last so, thoughts? We haven't even finished talking about the goddamn movie. I threw it to you and you're like, eh, that's all I I got. I thought you wanted me to talk more about vaginas. I did. That is absolutely the last thing I want you to talk about, by the way. (laughs) I do have this note written down that says Vixen talks like Glinda, the good witch of the North. So you're talking about Lovely, right? Is that who I meant by Vixen? Well, there are no other Vixens in this movie, as far as I know. She talked a little bit like this at the end. (laughs) (laughs) About the time that she was uh, set upon by the piranha? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Then the kids push her out the window and drag her through the the snow, whistling like the song from Bridge Over the River, Kwai. (laughs) Do-do, do-do-do-do. That's exactly right. <laughs> Bridge on the river, Kwai. Well, uh, 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 Papa Doc Duvalier is, is shouting. I'm going to get you, damn kids. Out the window. That is correct. There's a lot of that. There was some good. There was some good shit in here, and then uh, the the one husband, uh, the one uh, that who's clearly this is like an Archie Bunker thing, and this is Meathead from All in the Family. That is not true. He no, he looked like a '70s adult film star because he had the crazy blonde mustache, and he had he had a weird receding hairline. And literally the nun or somebody says, ooh, I love your hair. And I was like, is she, is she messing with him? There's no way. You knew she was crazy at that moment. Ooh, I love oh. your hair. It's like, really? Oh, God. There's nothing worse than a blonde mustache, except maybe if a redhead. I pity redhead men. <laughs> they pity themselves. Continue. <laughs> uh, oh, so, um, I don't know. John Holmes... Uh, is what we're gonna go. What we're gonna call yes, the, that, that is the husband of Papa Doc's uh, daughter. Yes, he's going. She gets killed by like looking out the window, and like a javelin comes through and and <laughs> stabs her in the neck. Was it the by, nun? By a four-year-old or something? Yes. I don't know. Yes, the, the little like kid looking out the window and like woo. <laughs> well, they're acting like they're in this vault. 
that no one can possibly get into. The kids take a GD ladder from the garage, climb up the ladder, and just have like some kind of medieval spear just flies through. Pow! You damn kids! I'm gonna get you! You murdered my wife! Yeah, and very then upsetting. He, pu- he pushed uh, Leaf Garrett down. You messed up my beautiful face. That's correct. His character was odd. His character was odd. I wasn't really sure what was happening. For a psychopath? For a psychotic child, odd. I mean, you have the nun. He was uh, the oddest one of all. Because you figure the poor little nun girl's clearly whack attack. Uh, She then you have the kid who's forever playing military. Then you have just like a four year old. Who's right. What is her issue? Just that she's young. She's young and and crazy. And then you have kind of like a ratty Susan Day from the Partridge family. (laughs) Well, she was like the pyro. She, there was the girl, there was the pyro with the lighter. That was her whole character. She had two lines and she was just lighting like the, the, and later, uh, any real fires. She was like lighting birthday cakes and stuff. She was lighting the candles, but then remember it was like the, the drunk woman tried to treat her like the daughter she never had. Right. Um, and later she gets doused in the bed. Yes. That, which was very bizarre. It's like they, they formed a bond instantly. Or so she thought she gets doused with gasoline and the pyro girl, uh, immolates her. So she's burst into flame. Very upsetting. I forgot about that. I forgot about yes. that. Yes. Yes. So little pyros. I had a friend who was a fireman, and uh, there was a there was a kid that would light fires, and he would see him, and he'd be like, mm. "This Maybe is real. Maybe it's a real thing." Well, she. I mean, honestly, two of the little girl psychos didn't have much in terms of characterization. Let's be let's let's be truthful. Leif Garrett was. Leaf Leaf Garrett. Leaf Garrett was dynamite, I thought. And Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy. Yeah, Leaf Garrett. No, he was doing some solid acting. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot going on. He was playing chess and he loses that kind of piss. So you knew that dude was dead. Well, Boss Hog was dead meat when he beat Leif Garrett at chess. That was the last straw. Whatever they they flipped the table. But I mean, honestly. He was the most developed character of the kids, for sure. Absolutely, so he called well spoken. everybody by their full names and everything. It was it was more of an interesting character. I mean, Soldier Boy just had no personality, but a lot of lines. Yeah, that is true. So it goes Leif Garrett. It goes creepy nun girl, and that's right. it. Everybody else were just like a cardboard cutout. That and is true. Little, what do you want? What do you want? They're eight years old if they're a day. Actually, I, I I take that back because remember those girls from uh, Mama? They were. Oh dying. yes, absolutely. If you they haven't if you haven't gotten Mama, go back and listen to our episode. Jessica Chastain and uh, Jamie Lannister. Good times. Good lord, for sure. So they, I'll, I want to jump to the end. The ending was actually quite shocking to me. The ending was actually quite shocking to me because at no time. Did I envision the kids winning? No. Right? Not at all. I thought the one dude, I thought John Holmes was going to handle the biz. That there's going to be a lot of. Until the bear trap got him. Yeah. Well, it was, (laughs) we got to talk about that. So he runs out to chase him, puts one foot into a bear trap. Okay. I get it. 
And then he like rolls into a bunch of other bear traps. Like, bro, one time I could see being an accident. At some point, you got to take responsibility. You don't have to roll into all the bear traps. Oh, I'm, I'm pinned here. Ah, oh, what am I gonna do? That point, I'm like, I wonder how he's gonna get. Re- I wonder how he's gonna get out of this one. He did yeah. not. Spoiler alert. He did alert. not. I know it's very rare. Usually, horror movies are, are always some kind of morality tale, and and good always triumphs. Wrong. Not in this one. She slit his throat, and that was ball game. I, know. I was like, whoa. That yeah, was definitive. There was no goofing around with that. Now, who was the human snowball? Was that Papa Doc? That was Papa Doc. No. Yeah. And then at the end, they dug up all their corpses and dragged them back into the house and propped them up for a tea party. And then I guess when they got a little too ripe, it's time for them to go find new toys to play with. That's what it was. So instead of saying the end, it said the beginning. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. So that could yeah. be a sequel anytime now. That's right. I hope they use the same actual kiddos. They're all still around, I think. All the kids are still with it. They all look kind of vaguely familiar, or I'm just making it up. Well, we've talked about this before. Leif Garrett is somebody who really didn't wasn't somebody on my radar in the 80s. Let's be honest. I was too uh, young honestly, to appreciate 70s he, Leif Garrett. He was in all the Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, 16 magazines, but I was never sure. There was always a lot of people in those magazines who they were hot and I'd hang their posts, but I'm not really sure why they were famous. So I, the, yes. his one, I could, I didn't know. I mean, we were locked in kind of uh, like the Midwest of California. We were surrounded <laughs> by mountains. So we didn't get like LA music stations. We had uh, rock music was on an AM station. We had KDES. Absolutely. And this was pre-MTV. So unless our one radio station that wasn't playing classical music or, or old country played it we had no idea okay this is palm springs this was not the sticks let's let's call but we, <laughs> were, see, we were cut this is not mayberry no this we is were cut off the mountains blocked all radio reception yeah we could only get news through pony express basically there'd be an old prospector who'd hike down K-Dez Radio, and if it wasn't on K-Dez before MTV, you were just shit out of luck. You're out of luck. That's all it is. But, yes, there. okay, from the 70s into the 80s, there were people who were famous, and you're like, how is this person famous? Uh-huh. You have your people like your Pia Zadoras, if you will. Yeah. People would be on, like, your Hollywood Squares, or they'd be on uh, Win, Lose, or Draw. One of those shows where you're just like, you're kind of a C-list celeb. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you were on. people, I just thought they were famous for being on game shows. <laughs> right. They were on Match Game. We're like, who in the, what? Right, okay. They, they, we're, we're going deep. But anyway, Leif Garrett was a guy who was in a couple movies in the 70s. Like what? And- he was in Devil Times you Five. I, you, you knew I was going to ask. Right. Well, we're going to get into it. I'm going to go through his whole uh, his whole oeuvre, if you will. But he also had like a hit song, you know, about so, this time. How does it go? You, 
I was two. <laughs> Don't ask me. But a- anyway, whatever the case may be, he was kind of somebody who was a Wikipedia says Leif Garrett is an American singer-songwriter. Yeah. Actor and television personality. Right. Personality. In the 80s, I found out much later, he was one of the socias from The Outsiders. Oh. He had like a curly kind of 80s fro at that point. Um, but prior to that, I didn't know zippity doo about him. Honestly. Truly. And what and we're there's a lot of information here, shockingly. Oh, and his sister was in this movie. And his mother is in this movie. What? Boom goes the dynamite. Absolutely. What? Lovely is his mother. And Leif Garrett is one of the killers, and his little sister is the very young psycho who's also on Lovely the Lovely is his mother? Yes. Oh yes. my god. Yes. See? Good time. So it's a, it's a family affair, is what we're saying. Should we jump right into behind the scenes? All I can tell you is, uh, back back in the old days, some of these like sixteen, seventeen, or sixteen tiger beat. It's half kitty porn because he would be laying there with his hairless body uh, in exotic poses, with like always the first button undone on the pants at the age of thirteen. Like, yes, at the age of thirteen, because these were teen magazines. It was half child pornography. It's very upsetting. Okay, let's go behind the scenes. Unknown actress Gail Smale played Sister Hannah. And it is believed or alleged that she was actually the director's underage girlfriend at the time. Ah! And this is the only role she ever had. And the reason why she's dressed up as a nun is to try to disguise her natural albinism. So, oh my God! So not only is she underage, she's a pink-eyed albino, and we need to disguise her because her parents might see that that she's been kidnapped by this much older director or the authorities. I mean, who who could say? So that's that's. I mean, John Derrick had run off with Bo Derrick uh, when she was like fourteen, I think. Yeah. Well, and that's the craziest thing, John Derrick. Let's talk about that. He was with Ursula Andress. He was yeah. Linda Evans, yeah, and then underage, Bo Derek. First name, not Bo. Derek is her uh, married name. So who knows what yeah. her real name is? I'm not going to do the research. Uh, the original director was fired a few weeks into the difficult filming, and much of the footage was d- uh, deemed unusable. Why so is that so difficult? In- They're literally just shooting in a cabin over a weekend. Because the story is ridiculous. <laughs> it is bonkers. So they brought in a new guy to reshoot Wait, it. Whose girlfriend is it? Old the original director. Oh, the original so director. Got to keep, he lost his job, but she's still rolling. Absolutely. Uh, so when they went back to reshoot these scenes, Leif Garrett had gotten a haircut, like really short. So they had to work in a crazy wig. Um, yes. Wearing a wig that is visibly different than his original longer blonde hairstyle. He removes his wig several times in the film. So he's presumably supposed to be wearing a wig. Even (laughs) when it is Garrett's own hair, even IMDb is like, we don't know. We have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. In the orphanage insane asylum, they often buy kids affectations, monocles, wigs, a top hat and tails. 
I like this. Look at this quote. Okay, here's here's this little bit of trivia. It says, according to legend, the original director spent some time as a patient in a psychiatric ward following his departure from this project. Uh huh. According to legend, what? <laughs> this was passed down from <laughs> from generations. Interesting. According to legend, good times. Uh, let's see. I think there's everything else we need to know. Don Lynn, Leif Garrett, and Gene Evans, who plays Papa Doc, were all in Walking Tall together. There you yeah, go. Yeah, played... I was just reading that. Leif Garrett was a Walking Tall. Yep, with Joe Don Baker, the original Walking Tall. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Quentin Tarantino highly praised both the film and Leif Garrett's performance. He said, Yeah, Leif he was Garrett good is the leader of these killer kids. And Leif Garrett gives an amazing performance in this film. It's terrific. And it's really effed up in a big way, but that's what makes it great. It blew me away. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I've heard about it forever because it played the drive-in circuit on the lower half of double features for years. Finally, I watched it and I was like, wow, this is terrific. That's the Quentin Tarantino unedited quote. Good time. Right on. Uh, I don't know how I I don't know how I missed this, but he was also on the first the fourth season of Celebrity Rehab with Doctor Drew. Oh, I knew about that. I used to watch all the. uh, I used to love Doctor Drew. Life Garrett had had a major league drug issue, and his like there's this horrible, horribly tragic story where he was in a car accident, and the passenger was paralyzed. Oh paralyzed for the rest of his life like from his i think it's from the waist down and they had i think that i think it was on celebrity rehab or life garrett behind the music or one of those things where they had a kind right. of a teary-eyed um kind of reunion and the guy said you actually you know the accident and by extension you actually saved my life because he said he was going down this drug he would have been dead from drugs if it wasn't for right. the accident so there you go it all works yeah. out, I guess. Shall we talk about the cast? I'm still, kind of, I'm still, you know what happened? I, I drifted off and I'm reading the court proceedings of the, the crash with Winkler. Uh, at the time, uh, the only money Leaf Garrett has was a thousand dollar a month allowance that his mom was giving him because he'd just blown everything. Right. Good times. Yeah. So it's a sad situation. Okay. It is sad. The cast. Sorrel Book played Harvey Beckman. Famously, only thing I know him from is he was Boss Hogg on Dukes of Hazard from 1979 to 1985. So like five or six years after this movie, he became Boss Hogg. Isn't that fascinating? And what's crazy to me is really the, the mannerisms, the voice is all entirely different. Like he has like facial hair. He's like almost unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. I forgot that you told me it was Boss Hog because I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I don't know what it is. Exactly. You expect him to be talking with this crazy, right? But he doesn't talk that way. He doesn't. He doesn't. Nor does he talk like Papa Doc Duvalier. No French accent at all. He doesn't. That's not. That's not Boss Hog. All right. Gene Evans played Papa Doc. Oh. You know him from <laughs> You're out of your damn mind. It was the, the wimpy guy, the wimpy employee who had the drunken wife was Boss Hog. What? Yes. 
So that's even your mind is double that's blown. Even my mind's double blown because I was like, okay, Papa Doc's supposed to be boss. Hug. I'm like, I'm not seeing it. I never ever occurred to me <laughs> that the other dude was boss hog holy shit because he looks like a little old jewish man yes and that's boss hog that's him <laughs> he's an actor gene evans back, played gene. that's how we do it gene evans was papa doc you know him from ace in the hole the steel helmet operation petticoat and park row you know it don't you I think he was I've actually, heard of Operation Petticoat, actually. Yeah, that's with uh, uh, Cary Grant and Tony Curtis. Yeah, he he was. I mean, Gene Evans was probably the biggest star going into this. But was it's it like he a, on Match Game? Why does the name Gene Evans sound? It sounds it sounds very seventies TV. That's Gene Rayburn was the host oh. of the Match Game, <laughs> and he had that little tiny like uh, the microphone was like a long stick with like a little ball on the end. Yes, it was the weirdest. That's right. It's a magic wand. Right. What kind of weird? <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, let's see. Joan McCall played Julie, the daughter. You know her from Grizzly, Acts of Vengeance. She's on Another oh. World as a writer, and Heart Like a Wheel. She wrote the script for Heart Like oh. a Wheel. Oh, well, that's that. pretty good. That won an Academy Award, I think. Shelley Morrison played Ruth, the drunken, uh, the drunken wife. You know her because she was on Will and Grace as Rosario for 19 years? That's Oh, right. my God. So yes. she was the maid? She was the maid. Isn't that funny? <laughs> she was also as Aaron Rosa. Was yelling at her. She was also Rosa the maid in Troop Beverly Hills. So she oh, did a sweet. lot of maid work. She did a lot of maid work. Oh, that's very racist. It is. Uh, let's see. Carolyn Steller played Lovely. We talked about that she was in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, that movie. Yeah. She was in Devil Times Five, Circle of Fear, and she was in Police Story. You know it, don't you? A police Story was a thing. Yep. Leif Garrett played David. But that's Leif Garrett's mother. That is Leif Garrett's mother. You know him from The Outsiders. He was in Joe Dirt or as a performer. He was in Dickie Roberts, Child Star, and also Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. There you go. I don't think we need to go into any of these other guys. Anyway, that's not. So none of the kids did anything. What about the soldier boy? He never well, did anything. He's like a stunt man. Here, I'll, 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 if you want to know. I can go. Yes, I want to know. Acquiring minds want to know because I kept thinking, do I know him from somewhere? He is primarily his name is Tier Turner. He's primarily a stunt man. He was did stunts for Star Trek, the okay. newer one. 2009 so he didn't do, Star it, Trek. He, this is his last acting gig. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that. He was in Genius as the elderly male parishioner. He was oh, gunman Lord. number two on the new Hawaii Five O. Like he he did he did some stuff. He's primarily <laughs> he's primarily a stuntman. I don't have any ways what we say. He well, didn't do Schindler's last List. Acting role was elderly a- anything. I, I guess he's not doing too much stunt work anymore. Uh, that was in 2021. He was elderly parishioner. So he's still doing his thing. He was gunman number two in 2019. That's better than dead prostitute number five. You're telling me. Uh, (laughs) let's see. Don Lynn, who is Leif Garrett's uh, sister and, uh, Lovely's daughter played Mo. I don't know why the character's name is Mo. You know her from Walking Tall. She wants Mo money. 
Hey, telling me. She was also in Walking Tall Part 2 and Walking Tall The Final Chapter. She was also in an episode of Mannix. So there you go. Oh, she did all Lord. sorts of stuff. Good so stuff. So basically all childhood by, by, by the years of those shows. Tia Thompson played uh, Susan, and she was only in Devil Times 5. That was the uh, pyromaniac That's what the parents girl. put the hook in, and like, I guess I can't keep exploiting my children for this. And again, Gail Smale, you know her sister Hannah, only film role, Devil Times 5. As the albino nun. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> Shall we talk? I wish they snatched the habit off to her and her, her pink eyes shot a laser beam out that melted the snow. That Ladies and gentlemen, it. I love my albino, albino listeners, okay? I see you. I appreciate you. Do not and listen. I know, we know you don't really have pink eyes. Um, some do. Anyway, I remember an episode of Heart to Heart where uh it was full of albinos there was a there was an albino killer who would throw like knives and kill people that way and somehow stephanie powers and robert wagner handled it i don't know and then later dan brown came and stole the ideas and used it it for the da vinci code that's how he did it uh shall we talk about the ratings for the devil times five you are not going to believe this there are no ratings for the double times five there are three critics none of them no top critics so take that for what it's worth something called jason shahan from the nashville scene this is a mean film for a mean world happy to introduce Chekhov's tank of piranhas knowing that anticipation is a perfectly fine engine that's very interesting interesting Thank you for that one, is Nashville it, scene. Is, is, that, is that very interesting, uh, Nashville scene? So three <laughs> reviews, too, far too few to give a rating. But the audience score, based Lay upon 250 me. plus ratings. Let me guess. Let me guess. Hit me. 78. 32. What? Boom. I know. Shocking. I was conflicted. I, I couldn't decide at first whether I liked it or hated it. I still feel that way. I I do think, because the things, the parts where the kids start attacking, it just seems so random. It does. There's no preamble. There's no preamble. They just show up and they're acting like kids and then all of a sudden they're like whacking people with hammers. Yes! In the hands. How many times are you going to hit them in the hand uh, to try to kill them? Well, it's it's (laughs) relatively bloodless. Where we're describing, you think it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You really don't see much, right? People get hit with a hammer, but there isn't like gore or blood or anything. It's just kind of like, The big Ow! killing scene is the first one, and it's slow motion and strobe in a dark room where I was like, I don't even know who they're killing. I, I cannot even see what's happening. Right. It's hopeless. Except for the, ow! Ow! Don't, don't hit me again! <laughs> Enough. Okay. What is your rating? Damn it. God, this is so hard because I'm so conflicted. In some ways, it's kind of like that movie, The Strangers. Like if it was just kids trick-or-treating without masks. Yep. The Strangers, I I mean, it was just random acts of violence, which is this, this is what this is kind of. Home invasion, right? I mean, The Strangers were much more terrifying 
Because you yeah. didn't know anything about them or what they were doing. But you can kind of, you kind of know at least halfway through that th- these kids are, I don't know. I thought I, I was sure that they were just, that they were chill as long as you weren't going to turn them over. But maybe, maybe I was mistaken about Lenny that. begs to differ. Lenny begs to differ, apparently. But you would think, like, even in the vampire movies, you know, like the interview with the vampire, that they still wanted someone, you still need adult to do something. There are some things that adults can do that kids can't do. You would think you would want to find, like, uh, the mother. Because even in, in Interview with the Vampire, they eventually found the mother who was willing to take care of them. So well, Lenny, I Lenny that's literally where they said, were going. Lenny literally said, you guys could come up and visit anytime you want and stay. Yes. And then he's dead in the next scene. So Well, I think he said it to the wrong people. They should have called a conference, invited <laughs> them all over. But yeah, have- that didn't make any sense. So what is your I rating, damn it? All right. I Come on. am just, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to give it three out of five. Piranha up your vajayjay. I want to reiterate, that scene does not occur in this movie. It Very does. upsetting. I, damn it. I will also give it uh, three out of five uh, albino nuns. Uh, and I will say that this movie is not a good movie. Let's let's make it very clear. This is not well written. It's not well plotted. The characters make no sense. The not, nothing about it makes any sense. However, it is enjoyable. That being it was said, not boring. It was not boring. Not boring. And since I didn't know anything about it, it kept my attention for sure. Absolutely not boring. Uh, I would say see it at least once and draw your own conclusions. Is what I will say. I mean, it's free. What you got to lose? I don't know, Kevin. I thought I heard some hammering in the background. You better believe it. There's some (laughs) devil's times five up here as well. Ah! (laughs) So, thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast TW Die. Go to our page on Facebook at the Podcast That Wouldn't Die. Aaron, Instagram. What's going I on? wanted to mention one more thing. At Please. the end of the movie, I was reading the credits, and there was a thank to someone at the Blue Jay Mall. Oh. <laughs> so this is all very entertaining for Southern California people. As soon as I saw it was Lake Arrowhead, and, and they drove by the Lake Arrowhead Village, yep. I was like, oh, my God, Kevin, it's Lake Arrowhead. It's like the movie was written specifically for us. Exactly. I, I really wanted more of of old Lake Arrowhead Village. It would have been funny. Frankly, the fact that they said there was eleven feet of snow, considering where our parents finally sold the house, it like wasn't even snowing more than three inches a whole year, and they were chopping down all the trees so we yeah. didn't all burn to death in a fire. Uh, that's a big difference since ni- the seventies. But anyway, what did you ask me? Are we on Instagram anymore? (laughs) We are on the Instagram. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. We're nearing a thousand. We're almost there. I bet you in a week we're going to be at a thousand. Cuckoo, cuckoo. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Uh, We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So make sure you like, share, rate, and review, won't you? Please. For goodness sake. 
Now, Aaron, are you if on not, other social media? If not, we send the children. We send the devil times five. Absolutely. Or, or, or six, whatever it takes. As many yes. as you need to. Funny you should ask me about the uh, my social media. As a matter of fact, I have social media mucho. I'm on TikTok, but I've produced no content. I believe there is a MySpace out there somewhere that I haven't deleted. Friendster? Not a Friendster, uh, but I am on the Insta. I am the Cult of Aaron. I also, I actually have like five Instagrams, but several of them I've abandoned because I couldn't figure out how to delete them. I also have a semi-abandoned one called Don't Feed the Pigeon. You should check that one out, too. It's quite amusing. I am on the Twitzker. Uh, but as soon as Elon Musk turns it into the new parlay, I'm not sure. Uh, I am. Uh, I have art available for your purchase. Uh, and, you know, shop early for Christmas. Artsy, Aaron Doherty. First dibs, Aaron Doherty. Buy a picture of Kevin. There's one there. Please do. Is that it? Phone <laughs> a friend. Phone a friend! Next week, we'll be discussing the science fiction classic, newer classic, Ready Player One, starring some people. Mark Rylance, directed by Steven Spielberg. Good times. It is available on HBO Max. It's available on like TNT, if you have the app for that, all for free. So check that good stuff out. Send us your I, favorite scenes. Go ahead, Kevin, Aaron. What you got I say? did not realize that it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Are you then serious? Why, then why is it so terrible? Spoiler alert. Bang Spoiler goes alert. the dynamite. Oh, and you know who else? You know who's in it? Who? The person who plays H. Used to be on uh, Sarah Silverman's show. Remember when well, you went? I haven't it seen Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Or am I thinking of somebody else? Never mind. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll so, Seven City, favorite scenes. Hopefully, we'll get that all taken care of by the time we review that. Any comments, questions, whatever you want to know, we will talk about it on the show. So, thank you very much and be well. And we are still supporting Ukraine. Let's let's not be distracted by Johnny Depp's uh, bullshit, uh, Amber Heard's shit, or anything that uh, Meghan and Harry are up to. Mm-hmm.